एक्सेप्टिंग मेनी मेनी बॉडीज पुनरअपि जन्मा पुनरअपि मरणा कृष्णा एक्सटेंसिवली इन द भगवदगीता टॉक्स अबाउट दिस प्रोसेस ऑफ बर्थ एंड डेथ हाउ द सोल मूव्स फ्रॉम वन बॉडी टू अनदर एंड ही ऑल्सो टेल्स अर्जुना दैट बोथ यू एंड मी हैव टेकन मेनी मेनी बर्थ्स we're going to talk about this in detail in today's session so let us start this discussion with prayers please join me in offering the prayers let's fold our hands seek the blessings of prabhu pad lord chaitanya lord shri krishna so that we can have a very wonderful discussion with lot of takeaways नम ओं विष्णुपदा कृष्णा पृष्ठा भूतले श्रीमते भक्तिदस्वामीनामे नमस्ते सारस्वते देवे गौरवाणी प्रचारिणे निर्विशेषा शून्यवादी पाश्चातिणे जय श्री कृष्णा चैतन्य प्रभु निनंदा श्री अद्वैत गाधरा श्रीवासादी गौरभक्तवृंदा नमो महावदन्याय कृष्णा प्रेम प्रदायते कृष्णाय कृष्ण चैतन्य गौरतुषे नमः नमो ब्रह्मणे देवाय गो ब्राह्मणे हिताय चगदिताय कृष्णा गोविंदय नमो नमः हे कृष्णा करुणा सिंधो दीनबंधो जगत्पते गोपेशा गोपिका कांता राधा कांता नमोस्तुते तप्त कांचन गौरांगी राधे वृंदावनेश्वरी वृषभानुसुते देवी प्रणमा हरि प्रिय वाचाकलतरूभ्य कृपा सिंधुभ्य पतीतना पाभ्यो वैष्णवभ्यो नमो नमः हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा कृष्ण कृष्णा हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे हरे सो टुडे we'll be talking about the three principles involved in this particular topic although there could be many many points but i have categorized them in three broad categories 
so that it's easier for us to assimilate the knowledge what I'm going to share with you today. The first point, the first aspect is our many lives. I repeat, our many lives. Krishna in the Bhagavad Gita tells Arjuna that I spoke this knowledge to sun god Vivaswan. Vivaswan spoke to Manu. Manu spoke to Ikshvaku. And then Krishna says, Evam parampara praptam, this knowledge was coming down in parampara. Sakalena mahata, and in due course of time, Yogo nashta parantapa, this knowledge got lost. The original intent, the original purpose for which this knowledge was spoken, seemed to have got lost. And the same knowledge Krishna spoke to Arjuna 5000 years ago. So in that sense, Bhagavad Gita is not some knowledge which is 5000 years old. So when Arjuna heard from Krishna that he spoke to sun god Vivaswan and Vivaswan spoke to Manu many many millions of years earlier, this Arjuna got a doubt in his mind and he asked this clarification from Krishna. Oh Krishna, you are saying that you spoke to sun god Vivaswan many millions of years ago, but you are my contemporary. How am I to understand that you spoke to sun god? It's like, let me give you a crude example. It's like someone comes and meets us or meets you and says that yesterday I had gone to Delhi, I'm coming from Delhi and yesterday I had an opportunity to have a wonderful interaction with Mahatma Gandhi. I spoke to him, in fact he invited me for a dinner. He asked me if I can come down to his place. I was so blessed to interact with Mahatma Gandhi. If a person comes and tells you this, immediately this question will come. How are you saying that you met Mahatma Gandhi? We know Mahatma Gandhi is a reality. He was a person, but he died long, long ago. So this question is but natural. So similar question came in the mind of Arjuna that you, are spoken, you have spoken this knowledge to sun god Vivaswan, you are saying that, but I am seeing that you are my contemporary, we are in this battlefield standing next to each other. How am I to understand? So in reply to this question, Krishna says, many many births, both you and I have passed. I can remember all of them, but you cannot, O subduer of enemy. It's a fact that all of us have taken many, many births. Just because we do not remember our previous life does not mean that we have not taken many, many births. Just like I don't remember 
what I ate the previous week. I don't remember what I ate the previous year. But that does not mean that since I don't remember, I have not eaten. It is, a lot of people ask me this question, I have encountered this question many, many times. Why don't we remember our previous births? If we could remember that we did such, such and such thing or we did these karmas, good karmas and bad karmas and because of which we got this particular birth and because of which we are enjoying or suffering, then it's easy for us to reconcile. Okay, it's my doing. We see good things happening to bad people and bad things happening to good people, but sometimes we are not able to see the correlation. It looks a contradiction. It's very bewildering. But if somehow an arrangement is there, good things are happening to bad people, we can see that yes, in this life, in the past or in the previous lives, they have done some good things because of which today apparently they are in a comfortable situation. Although they are doing bad things now, we won't be bewildered. It's a wonderful arrangement by the Lord that we forget our previous life details. If we were to remember all the details of all our previous lives, a few of our previous lives, our life will be a big mess. There are many movies made on the confusion which ensues when a person seems to have remembered his previous life. There are movies made, Bollywood movies made on this particular topic. And the whole movie is all about the confusion in the lives just because a person vividly remembers some of the experiences of previous life, the relationships of the previous lives. So it's a Lord's arrangement that when we take birth, we forget. That's why Krishna is saying many, many births, both you and I have passed, have taken. I can remember all of them. Lord is the Lord. He is omniscient. He is all-knowing. He knows the past. He knows the present. He knows the future. He remembers all the births, not only his births, in fact, the births of every one of us. He is omniscient. He is all-knowing. That's how he is God. And we are small, insignificant part and parcel of that God and we forget our previous lives. But you cannot remember, O subduer of enemy. So, <clears throat> it's a fact that all of us have taken many, many lives, punarapi janma, punarapi marna, based on our karmas, based on our activities, based on our desires. We have been in this material world since time immemorial, accepting different bodies, 84 lakh species. And based on our desires, based on our inclinations, the material nature to facilitate fulfillment of those desires are giving different bodies and the soul is transmigrating from one body to another. This is a reality. This is not just a philosophical concept. Sometimes you, know, you have some concepts just to explain some phenomena. 
This is not just a philosophical concept. This is a reality which the Lord is speaking about, which the great Acharyas have spoken about, have realized, have experienced and are sharing with us. In fact, reincarnation is today, even in the scientific world, a lot of research has happened and there are many documented papers, many research papers which have documented the findings and many books have been written on this subject. In fact, in the Srimad Bhagavatam, there is a story of Bharat Maharaj. In fact, this our country India is also called Bharat Varsha. And this word Bharat comes from the name of this king Bharat Maharaj who was the ruler of this planet earth. He was the son of Rishabhadev. The description about Rishabhadev and his hundred sons is given in the fifth canto of the Srimad Bhagavatam. In earlier times, people were following strictly the Varnashrama system, leading a regulated life, four Varnas and four Ashramas. After having ruled and been in the family life for a certain duration, a person would voluntarily retire from family life, give up his kingdom and take to Vanaprastha and eventually to sannyasa so that they can completely focus on self-realization, God-realization and focus on remembering the Lord without any distraction or deviation. So Bharat Maharaj who was a ruler, who was an emperor, who was a king renounced his kingdom and went to the forest to meditate on the Supreme Lord as I mentioned, with undivided attention. We also remember the Lord, but our attention keeps, you know, going from one place to another. It's quite scattered. Let's accept the reality. In today's world, even while we are chanting, our attention is, it's difficult to hold the attention on the holy name because it's scattered on so many things, on so many people, on so many circumstances. We keep thinking. So, Bharat Maharaj went to the forest with very, very wonderful intention to meditate on the Lord wholeheartedly without any distraction or deviation. And he chose a wonderful place, a small hermitage. He started meditating. And one day while he was meditating, he saw a mother deer, mother deer who was pregnant, was carrying, was about to deliver a baby. She was grazing on the bank of a river, a stream. The stream had some currents, the water was flowing. And suddenly this mother deer heard the roar of a lion. It was a forest. And she heard the roar of a lion and out of fear, she jumped to save her life. 
she jumped across the stream with the intention that she will jump across the stream and she would because the maybe the lion was on this side of the stream it will be difficult for the lion to cross that stream so she jumped across the stream and wanted to save her life and the save the life of her child the baby deer it was about to be born but because of that fear and because of that big leap and because of the thud she collapsed and immediately died on the spot but before she could land with the thud there was the baby deer came out and fell in the stream before the mother landed and collapsed the baby deer was already delivered and the baby deer fell in the stream and because of the current was about to be carried away by the stream when bharat maharaj who was meditating saw the whole thing he immediately got up he was seeing the whole thing the mother left the baby deer falling in the stream being carried away by the stream immediately felt compassion because now there was no one to take care of the baby deer the mother had collapsed and was dead so he immediately got up and went into that river and caught hold of that baby deer and somehow rescued it and brought it back to the place where he was staying so now there was no one to take care of the baby deer the mother had died and here was the king bharat maharaj who was there in the forest to meditate on the lord the only protector of this baby deer so he started taking care of this deer and also would find time to do his meditation but whenever he would do his meditation he was conscious of the baby deer also once in a while he would open his eyes and just ensure that the deer is fine if the deer was happily grazing some grass and was okay he would again close his eyes and do his meditation but as i said his attention was also on the baby deer apart from the lord and days passed by gradually his attachment to the baby deer increased it's nature of this world when you spend time with someone you invest some emotions feelings attachment develops dhyayato vishayan pumsa sangaste shupajayate when you dhyayato when you contemplate on the sense objects attachment develops so this bharat maharaj also developed attachment to the deer it's but natural because the deer also was just like people get attached to the pets and here was a case where the deer is completely dependent on bharat maharaj for his for taking care of him for feeding him and things like that so one day it so happened that bharat maharaj was meditating and it was late in the evening the sun had set and by that time the deer had grown up quite a bit and 
would just wander into nearby forest. And the deer, although it might go or wander into that forest, would invariably return back home much before the sunset. And this was the time when the sun had set, it was getting darker and Bharat Maharaj opened the eyes just to see where the deer is and he found the deer had not returned. So he became a little anxious. He tried meditating, tried continuing his meditation, but he could not meditate. In his mind, he was full of anxiety, thinking of, is the deer safe? So he found that it's difficult for him to meditate. He got up and actually started searching for the deer. Called the name, but the deer was not in the sight. In fact, he became even more anxious and started worrying. And he thought now, he started all kinds of thoughts like, is the deer safe? Maybe who has lost the way in the forest? Maybe, you know, in the forest, there are all kinds of wild animals. What would have happened to the deer? So, he started in search of the baby deer, started going into the forest. And the search became very, by that time the sun had set, it become pitch dark and forest usually, you know, we don't have, it's all a dense forest, there's no clear path to tread. And he was very, very attached to the deer because of that intense attachment, in spite of being so dark, he kept moving in that forest and started calling for the deer, shouting, screaming, just to maybe the deer can hear him out and respond but nothing was happening, there was no reciprocation and he kept moving and started screaming, started calling out the deer and all the more he became more and more anxious, more and more worried and because it was pitch dark and dense forest, he in search of the deer unfortunately hit a rock, could not balance himself, fell and his head stuck directly on a rock, big piece of rock and because he hit the rock, the head hit the rock very, it was a very hard impact, strong impact the head and the rock, he collapsed and spot he died, Bharat Maharaj died. In the Bhagavad Gita, Anta Narayana Smriti, Krishna talks about this, Anta Narayana Smriti, Anta means at the end, Yam Yam Vapi Smaran Bhavam Tyajti Ante Kalevaram, whatever our state of mind, our consciousnesses, our thoughts are at the point of death, Yam Yam Vapi Smaran Bhavam, Smaran means thinking, what we think of. Tyajti Ante Kalevaram, when we give up this body, Kalevaram means this body, According to our thoughts, whatever our consciousness is, whatever our thoughts are at the point of death, that will determine what body the soul will get in the next life. I have heard many people saying, this is not fair. What if a person who has led a completely sinful life, not followed any regulation, what if Somehow he remembers the Lord at the point of death. 
and you are saying that will determine his next life or the alternative could be what if a person is chanting throughout his life getting up in the morning doing mangala arti chanting the names of the lord following all the principles following ekadashi vrata but somehow at the point of death he forgets to remember the lord what happens to him i have heard this many many times in fact devotees can also die in accidents so what happens so anta narayana spirit that's the law that determines our next life just like when we join a college finally we are judged by our exam scores the final exam scores even when companies come for placement they 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 set a benchmark that students who are above 75% can come and face the interview that 75% is basically what we have done our final exams even in matric in our 10th and 12th we are judged by the exam results and the exams are only for 3 hours into 10 subjects or 5 subjects whatever it may be those 15 hours what we do in those 15 hours actually gives a clear understanding of how well we have studied and done in our academics throughout the year throughout our degree so likewise what is our consciousness what is our thinking what is our what is preoccupying our mind at the point of death is actually a sum total of a cumulative effect of what we have thought throughout our life it is not possible to be thinking of the lord if whole life we have not cultivated remembrance of the lord whole life we have been attached to different people different circumstances and not cultivated our attachment to the lord it is not possible that we will be able to remember the lord our mind will be preoccupied with things with we are so attached to so here bharat maharaj because he was thinking of deer with all good intentions he had gone to the forest but unfortunately got attached to that baby deer and because he was preoccupied with the thoughts of deer at the point of death next life he becomes a deer yam yam vaapi smaran bhavam tyajti ante kalevaram tam tam eva konteya that kind of body you will get in the next life so bharat maharaj because he was attached to deer he died thinking of a deer he became a deer next life but fortunately as i mentioned earlier generally we forget our previous life but in this case although the soul moved on and accepted a deer's body somehow that bharat maharaj that atma remembered the previous life and how because his mind was preoccupied thinking of deer he has got this life and this deer was quite unusual unlike other deers would not mix with other deers in the forest would be quite aloof and moving around and staying close to the hermitage where great sages would be staying and the bhagavatam says that in next life this deer 
becomes Jada Bharat. He gets again a human birth and because he realized that because of that mistake of his, because of having got attached to the deer, he got the body of a deer. This time he got a human birth and he was Jada Bharat. He was like, he was acting like, posing like a madman, a crazy man. When a man is accomplished, he is very intelligent, very brilliant, then you know, there are a lot of people who surround him and uh, befriend him, relatives, friends. He gets into many, many responsibilities. So he did not want to get entangled into material affairs. So he acted as if he's a madman, just like madmen, people don't care for him. So long as he's not a nuisance, they don't bother him. So Jada Bharat, he acted like a madman so that people don't distract him from the purpose of he focusing and thinking and meditating on the Supreme Lord. So <clears throat> some important learnings for all of us. All of us have an understanding of what is success in life. We all have some understanding. That's how we have, some of us may have written goals, some of us may have unwritten goals, but each one of us have some goals, something which we are pursuing, something which we are trying to achieve in our lives. And those goals are based on our definition, whether it could be written or it unwritten definition of what is success in life. All of us want to be happy. All of us want to be successful. So generally people have a definition understanding that success means career growth, success means money, success means opulence, success means living in a you know luxurious apartment with nice um, good cars, all the amenities, all the facilities, that's success. Many of us have that and that's how people pursue that career growth chase money which will give them all these things but according to the lord according to the scriptures according to great exalted rishi munis self-realized souls real success means if a person leads a life in such a way that anta narayana smriti that person if he has led the life in a way where at the point of death, when he's leaving the body, he can wholeheartedly, without deviation, think of the Lord. If a person can leave that body, that is success. I'm sure many of us may feel, no, no, how can you say that? As I said, money, education, it's a means to an end. It's not an end. I have mentioned this in our previous session. In today's world, that means, yes, while we have to live in this world, we require money, we require education so that we can sustain our life. Roti, kapda, makan, we can earn that. But in today's world, good roti, good kapda, good makan, eating, sleeping, mating, defending has become the goal of life. And we have forgotten what's the purpose of human form of life. What is real success? Nate vidu 
स्वार्थ गतिम ही विष्णु दे डू नॉट नो दैट दे रियल स्वार्थ रियल सेल्फ इंटरेस्ट इज विष्णु नाते विदु स्वार्थ गति ही विष्णु सुशील प्रभुपाद से टूडेज सिविलाइजेशन टूडेज मॉडर्न सिविलाइजेशन इज लिटिल डेंजरस इट्स रिस्की वाइट इज रिस्की इट्स रिस्की बिकॉज आर प्रेडिकमेंट आर सिचुएशन इज समथिंग लाइक अ ब्लाइंड मैन लीडिंग फ्यू अदर ब्लाइंड मैन our leaders leaders in the society who are actually enacting laws administering they themselves are unaware of what is real success what is the goal of life what's the purpose of life and because of not having that clear understanding the laws are being enacted and we are being governed and bhagavatam compares that situation to be andha yathande upaniyamana it's like a blind man leading another blind man so it's a fact that we are a spirit soul we are an atma atma is eternal this body is temporary this life is a small phase in my eternal existence i have taken many many lives in the past this life the soul has taken i've got this body i might feel that i am an indian i am a man but this is a designation of the body which is temporary which is like a dress and this atma moves on and accept another body another body another body and when the atma is completely purified of all the vasanas all the lusty desires ichha dvesha samutthena that atma qualifies to go back to its original home the kingdom of god back home back to godhead and that's the purpose of human form of life only in human form of life we can understand the whole picture who we are who god is what's our relationship with him why we are entangled why we are suffering in this world why we have to undergo repeated janma mrityu jara vyadhi why we don't want old age we don't want death we don't want diseases but much against our wish we are forced to accept that so only in human form of life we can understand athato brahma jigyasa now that you have got human form of life try to inquire try to understand that's what our scriptures are emphatically saying and lead a life with right kind of attachments cultivating attachment to the lord no doubt when we are living in a family we will have some attachment to our near and dear ones but the center point the focal point the center of all attraction should be the lord moment we make somebody else the center of our attraction center of our love we are headed for some problem or misery in life or pain in life and if we lead a life focused on the lord being conscious of the lord cultivating that remembrance there's a good possibility that we will remember the lord at the point of death and yam yam vaapi smaran bhavam and if we remember the lord at the point of death we go back to our original home the kingdom of god so the second point which i would like to share with all of you today the first point was uh, many lives 
We all have taken many, many lives. This life is a small phase in our eternal existence. It should be very clear in our mind. And then we can save ourselves from undue attachments to so many people, so many things and do justice to this human birth. The second thing which I would like to share, it's very important. Purpose, desire, actions. I repeat, purpose, desires and actions. For anything in this world, anybody, a person has started a company, a person is producing a movie or any initiative, any entrepreneur, any industrialist, any businessman, everyone has a purpose and basis that purpose, there are multiple desires. And to fulfill those desires, we take different actions. I repeat, purpose is the overarching purpose. From that purpose comes various desires. And from that desires comes different actions. Like for example, Prabhupada talked about the seven purpose of ISKCON. Seven purposes. To spread Krishna Consciousness is a purpose of this International Society for Krishna Consciousness. So it's a purpose and then there are many many desires to open temples, to distribute books, to reach to more and more people with periodicals, with you know, newsletters, with information about the Lord, Gurukuls, Ashram, farm communities, these are all desires. And to fulfill those desires, we act. Desires lead to action. Sangat Sanjayate Kama. According to our Sangha association, we develop desires and basis that desire. Suppose we associate with a drunkard, then quite possible that we'll get influenced by that association and we'll also get inspired to drink. Sangat, Sanjayate, Kama and based on the desires, a person starts acting. So, it is very important for us to know the purpose of human form of life. And when Arjuna expressed to Krishna his dilemma in the first chapter of the Bhagavad Gita, how can I fight against my own kinsmen, my own relatives, my own near and dear ones? Dhritarashtra, Bhishma, Dronacharya, Karna, my near and dear ones. Even if I win the kingdom, it will be tainted with the blood of my own brothers, my own cousins. And finally, as we know, his mind was reeling. He was unable to stand. His hand was trembling. He was unable to stand any longer and finally gives up his Gandiva bow and says, Krishna will not fight. And after hearing all that, Krishna did not tell Arjuna, Arjuna, okay, if you can't fight, if you don't want to fight, you go home. I'll fight for you and come back and tell you the results. In fact, Krishna spoke the Bhagavad Gita 
and inspired Arjuna to do his duty. So, and Krishna completely, rather than addressing the problem, the circumstances, Krishna started giving an overall picture of who we actually are about the Atma and started telling about the overall purpose, how this Atma is captivated, how this Atma is entangled in the cycle of birth and death. Dehinosmin yatha dehe kaumaram yavanam jara. Vasamshi jirnani yatha vihaya. Just like we give up old garments and accept new garments. Tatha jirnani vihaya. Likewise, the soul also accepts another body at the point of death. Dhiras tatra namhuyati. A sober person is not bewildered by such a change. Yad gatva na nivartante tadhamam paramam mama. So Krishna enlightens Arjuna. Just like Einstein says, you cannot solve the problem by being the same level of thinking you were when you created those problems. Arjuna was one at one level of thinking. What Krishna actually did was, he did not change the circumstances, but he changed his thinking. You cannot solve the problems by being at the same level of thinking you were when you created those problems. So Krishna changed the level of thinking of Arjuna and because of a different level of thinking, the same circumstances, the same situations became completely powerless to overwhelm Arjuna. That's why we say Arjuna, this Bhagavad Gita has answers to all the problems we encounter in our daily lives. Now you may wonder, does it have answer to financial problems? I am going relationship problems, I am not getting along with this person. Does you, do you think that Bhagavad Gita have answers to that relationship problems? Yes, Bhagavad Gita has that. Because all these problems arise because of we are stuck at one level of thinking without understanding what's the purpose of life, what's the overall picture. That's why we unfortunately get attached to wrong things. I'll give you one crude example. If we don't know the overall purpose, how we can make a big mistake. Let's say a person is going from city A to city B. Let's be specific. Let's say a person is going from Mumbai to Pune. It's about two hours or three hours of journey in a train. And unfortunately, the person had to rush for some urgent work to Pune and could not book the ticket and is going in an unreserved bogey, unreserved train, unreserved compartment. As we have seen, what people generally do, they try to go early to a platform before the train comes and somehow get into rush into the unreserved bogey and book the seat by either sitting there or putting a hanky from the window. So this person also jumped into the bogey and somehow was fortunate to get a seat, got and sat on the seat. And in no time the entire bogey became jam-packed. Jam-packed. 
practically all the seats were occupied all the passages in between were occupied people were sitting you know people were standing jam packed and the train started moving from mumbai to pune and this person who is sitting somehow now he has to go to a urinal but he is finding it difficult he knows that if he gets up first he cannot reach the toilet easily and somehow if he reaches the toilet also and by the time he comes back his seat would be gone because the bogey is jam packed so somehow he puts a hanky on that handkerchief on that seat where he is sitting requests his neighbor tell him that i am just coming just you know please take care and he somehow goes to the urinal manages somehow to sneak in find a way and reach the urinal and come back in 5 minutes and when this person comes back he sees there's another big fat fellow you know good strong stout body sitting on that seat and right on top of his handkerchief so this person becomes very agitated very wild tells him please get up please get up this is my seat and this person a rowdy fellow he also retorts back booking kiya hai kya have you reserved this bogey malum nahi hai kya this is undeserved bogey ticket kahan hai aapka so this person also gives back and there is some kind of argument between the two unfortunately this person was quite strong stout almost double the size of this person if we are in that predicament broadly speaking there are two options which a person can take broadly speaking i'll not get into although there are many other options lot of subjectivity is involved definitely there is no one right answer but a person who is little intelligent little sober he will think anyway another half an hour 45 minutes pune city is going to come why break my head with this person who is unreasonable i am telling him so many times that i was sitting here right from mumbai last two hours i have been traveling sitting on the seat why can't he understand rather than breaking his head with this unreasonable person he would say another half an hour because he knows this train journey the purpose of this train journey is not to permanently settle down in that bogey in compartment comfortably he knows that it is just a journey and it is temporary another half an hour is going to reach pune city anyway everyone has to get down the whole bogey will get emptied so knowing that overall purpose knowing that he is traveling from mumbai to pune and he has to get down at pune his behavior with that knowledge with that understanding of that purpose knowing that it is journey his behavior can be different a sober man an intelligent man will not fight he will maybe think and reconcile that anyway it's half an hour 
I'll reach Pune and anyway everyone has to get down. I am here and I am not getting into detail. Somebody may say, no, no, we have to fight for the right, we have to fight for the truth, all that acceptable. But I am saying rather than picking up a quarrel with a person who seems to be unreasonable, who doesn't understand <coughs> and having the overall understanding that it's a journey in another half an hour, I am going to reach my destination. There is no point in fighting. So likewise, if we have the overall purpose of human form of life, overall understanding, <coughs> overall understanding of what is real success, then the way we go about leading our lives, the way we go about dealing with the life's challenges would be different. The perspective with which we look at life will be different. And that's what happened to Arjuna. That's what Bhagavad Gita is intending to do for all those people who are trying to follow the instructions which are mentioned by the Lord to Arjuna, not only for Arjuna, but for the entire mankind. That change in perspective, that understanding of purpose of human form of life. If we do that, if our thinking is, is elevated to that level, automatically we'll save ourselves from so much of mess, so much of entanglement, so much of wrong attachments, so much of misery which we create in our own lives. So the second point is the understanding of purpose. From purpose comes desires. Because we have no clear understanding of purpose, we all have so many material desires. I want to be this, I want to be that, I want to enjoy in this way, I want to gratify my senses in this way. So many material desires and Prabhupada says, so long as an Atma has a tinge of material, a pinch of material desire, the Atma will continue getting one body after another. Krishna is so kind to facilitate because we have a free will, we have ability to desire. If we have a material desire, Krishna will keep us giving different bodies to facilitate fulfillment of those desires. If I have a desire to eat flesh, maybe human birth is not very apt. We may get a body of a carnivore where we can eat lot of flesh, raw flesh. So, so long as we have, so from purpose comes desire. If we have the understanding of purpose, we'll have right desires. If the purpose of life is to be Krishna conscious, to always remember the Lord and not forget the Lord, we will cultivate one particular kind of desires and those desires will drive a particular set of actions. So the second point which I wanted to share with all of you is understanding of purpose, desire and actions. Why are we acting? Why so many people are busy doing so many things? working 14 hours, 15 hours, 18 hours, so passionately working, they are acting to fulfill some desires and those desires are stemming from purpose and if the understanding of purpose is wrong, then the desires are wrong and the resultant actions are also wrong and the person is doomed. So we'll go to some nice kirtans. Today we have planned and after the Kirtans, we will continue our discussion. We will go to the third point. Request all of us to enthusiastically participate in the Kirtans and then we will join back and continue our discussion.
Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare 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 Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare
Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Krishna Krishna Hare 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 Ram Hare Ram 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 Hare 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 Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Ram Hare Ram 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 Hare Hare Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare 
recap of what we covered so far the first we talked about our many lives how the soul is transmigrating from one body to another reincarnation is not just a myth it's a fact it's a reality and the second we talked about the understanding of purpose desires and actions if the purpose is clear it will lead to right kind of desires 
and automatically will lead to the right kind of actions to fulfill those desires and understanding of the purpose of human form of life is very important and that is what Bhagavad Gita is trying to give us the right understanding of the purpose of human birth the right understanding of the purpose of this Atma which has come in this material world what it should be doing what kind of life we should be leading so that we can achieve that purpose and go back to our original home the third point which I would like to share with you is some practical real-life examples many times although it is mentioned in the Bhagavad Gita but we are leading our lives in this world where unfortunately many tend to believe that these scriptures are all mythological stories kisne dekha hai some Rishi Muni wrote who knows this Bhagavad Gita was spoken by the Lord as I mentioned reincarnation is a fact many scientific research papers have also got published on this particular topic so I'm going to share with you two real-life examples and we will end this discussion with some practical application of that understanding there's a book called many lives many masters it's a very famous book if you also go on Amazon you can just say many lives many masters this book is written by Dr. Brian Wiss who is a very very eminent doctor in the US I forget the name of uh, the hospital or the university in which he is a professor and uh, this book talks about a lady called Catherine this lady was suffering from nightmares in middle of night she would suddenly get up because of those bad dreams start screaming start shouting and start palpitating perspiring would not be able to sleep for days together and she consulted Dr. Brian Wills who was a psychiatrist and tried different things to help this lady Catherine tried some counseling sessions tried to figure out what went wrong in the life of this lady but nothing was seemed to be working tried even some kind of medications to tranquilize sleeping pills and all that but things were not helping as a last resort this doctor who was quite conversant with hypnosis as many of us must have heard about hypnosis is where a brain a person is is taken to a very relaxed state of mind our mind has alpha waves beta waves theta waves the delta waves generally in our normal wakeful state it's beta waves then we can have alpha waves where the number of cycles the brain waves reduces and deep sleep is called the delta stage so hypnotic hypnosis is a way where we can induce that relaxed state of mind it could be through some audios it could be through some suggestions and hypnotic regression is where a person is put into that relaxed state by some experienced people who knows how to hypnotize a person who understand about hypnosis through some instructions 
and a person is put into a relaxed state and hypnotic regression means a person in that relaxed state we can try try to understand more about what is there in the subconscious mind we have a conscious mind we remember a lot of things and a lot of things are stored in our subconscious mind the patterns of behavior many times we act impulsively we know it is wrong but those patterns of behavior are stored in our subconscious mind so as a last resort this dr brian weiss tried hypnotic regression made this lady became very relaxed and tried to make her remember some of the experience who knows of childhood which are stored in the subconscious mind which may give a clue to why she is having nightmares why she is having all kinds of weird dreams and while she was in the state of hypnosis on that particular day in that particular session she started she actually toppled over to the clear vivid remembrance of her previous life and started recollecting vivid details of what had happened to her in the previous life which had direct bearing direct consequence of what is what she is going through in this life she started in this life everything was fine there was good upbringing no untoward incident nobody had you know she didn't have any very unfortunate experience but still she was having all kinds of problem so when she started remembering the previous life experiences which were stored in the subconscious mind which came forth because of the hypnotic regression the doctor could correlate why she is going through what she is going through in this life and then this doctor based on this experience of his with this lady wrote this book called many lives many masters is a doctor mbbs md very eminent doctor he's written many books is a psychiatrist dr brian wiss many lives many master where he documents this particular case a real life case of a lady called katherine who vividly remembered the previous life experience which had a direct bearing on what she was going through in this life likewise we see child prodigies i know i've heard of a girl who is just 5 years old but she can play some 15 20 musical instruments can sing different ragas classical music just 5 year old and many many eminent musicians they are in awe and reverence for the wonderful you know the, the talent what this girl has how do we how do we explain that somebody is born with a particular skill even we have seen like many of you are attending the sessions we generally invite people for attend the sessions to know about geeta hear the geeta some people come attend one or two sessions and they go away but some people they get so hooked session after session session after session because they are carrying on from what they have left from where they have left in the previous life that's how we see you know somebody picks up krishna consciousness very very eagerly very very fast and some people are completely laid back so <clears throat> this is one thing which i would like to share and second thing is this is from a book called 
20 suggestive cases for reincarnation this book is written by ian stevenson who has done extensive research in fact there is a bbc documentary made on this particular this thing 20 suggestive cases of reincarnation ian stevenson and in this book he talks about a particular case this case is actually of an indian boy his name is called titu singh this story was also uh, there was a tv serial made on this particular story called in bbc called 40 minutes and was also published in reincarnation international journal reincarnation international this case particular case was published this case a peculiar case of a boy titu singh who right from his very childhood when he was 3 years old started talking about just like when you go to a particular village or a relative's place somehow you want to come back to your home you miss your own home so this boy right from the very childhood talked started talking about i want to go back to my original home i want to go back to my home mujhe mere ghar ko leke chale jao and he is talking about his home and started describing that i want to go to agra and he started also mentioning that he started describing vividly about his previous life memories he even remembered that his name in his previous life was suresh verma and he was shot dead and because of his deep intense desire to go back and meet his original go back to his original home and meet his relatives he was feeling very out of place in this particular house so his elder brother initially they thought you know he's just he's talking weird things but later on they really wanted to check what he's talking about does it make any sense so this elder brother went actually to agra and did some prelim survey to find out is there something called somebody called suresh verma who was living in this particular place based on the description of the home the place where he was living which he had heard from titu singh the brother and he actually found that there was a shop called suresh audios which was run by a person called suresh verma who was killed was shot dead and when he found that he was quite amazed and he actually tried finding whom this this shop belonged to in fact the titu singh also had mentioned that his wife name was uma and he had two children so the brother went and found out whom the shop belonged to who is running the shop and actually it was a old lady by name uma who was running that shop so when this brother approached this lady and talked about his own brother titu singh was talking about weird things talking about he was suresh verma he was staying in agra and all that you know imagine a small boy talking all these things the wife also was quite perplexed uma was quite perplexed but the brother requested why don't you come to our place and just let us see whether he is able to recognize and all that so day was fixed and it was not told to that boy and 
this lady by name Uma was invited to this place where they were staying. And as soon as she came, although this Titu Singh was playing with his friends, from a distance she could recognize his erstwhile wife, Uma. And you know they, she had come with her parents and all that thing and they were invited to sit in the veranda and Titu Singh also, imagine somebody has come whom you are related to, obviously you will go and sit next to that person. So this boy also went and sat next to this lady called Uma and uh, started asking how are you. For her it was quite weird, small boy asking. And then this boy reminded her, remember that we had gone to an fair and we had bought a sari and did something which only Uma knew. Nobody else, Uma and her husband Suresh knew. And they had hid some gold in the house. They had kept the gold in some safe place, talked about all those things. So wife became even more alarmed. How can this boy know all these vivid details who only her, she knew and her husband knew? And then this boy asked how are the children, they must have grown up, all those things. And then just to reconfirm, although it was become quite evident that this boy is remembering vividly and he was in his previous life, Suresh Verma, this boy was actually taken to Agra and from a distance when he was approaching the house, he could recognize his children, children of his previous life. He could spot the changes which were made in the shop after he had left because they had made some changes obviously you know make changes you add some things you delete some things so he could spot those changes and we would tell these are the changes you made in the shop in fact in this particular birth as Titu Singh on his head there was a birthmark you know generally we have birthmarks some mole marks or something there was a birthmark which resembles a, a wound which gets created in the temple in the head because a bullet. In fact, the same place where the bullet had hit. So, <clears throat> now this particular case, this is documented. In fact, Ian Stevenson has listed 20 such cases, not just one case, 20 suggestive cases of reincarnation where he has done research based on the finding, based on the remembrance of the person. He has actually gone to that place, actually done a lot of findings, spoken to a lot of people, collaborate uh, all the details which the person has shared. Just to rule out somebody is just talking something to, bring, to build a case. So what does this indicate? This indicates that this soul transmigrated, although by Lord's arrangement we may not remember our previous life, but it is a fact that we have taken many, many lives and so long as the soul is having material desires, we will continue to take many, many lives in this material world. So there are two important applications of this understanding. As I mentioned, it is not just a myth, it is not just a concept, it is not just a philosophical point, it's a reality. So first understanding is, just like in a drama, you know, we all take up some roles. Somebody is dressed like a king, somebody is dressed like a queen, you know, 
the drama goes on but deep within when the drama is on the king actually knows that he is not the king when the curtains are put after the drama gets over he has to remove the dress and he does not feel bad that people don't respect him like a king in the drama everyone was respecting like a king your majesty and everyone was saluting him and wherever he goes you know he is he has ministers and people accompanying him he was given lot of honor respect he was sitting on a throne moment the curtains are closed he is no longer a king and he also knows that he is not a king because he is not treated like a king he doesn't feel bad he understands who he really is unfortunately in today's world we get attached to our positions to the designations we build strong egos and strong expectations and when the expectations are not met people don't treat the way we are treated the example of the train journey i shared with all of you we get angry we get upset we get agitated because of wrong attachments we ruin our lives people lead lives mourning grieving in depression because they don't understand bhagavatam gives three example just like when the waves come the straws which are floating on those waves on the river they come together for a while the next wave comes they all get scattered this is a reality we have come together as brothers sisters mothers father in this life we have stayed together for some time and the next wave will come will get scattered just like even in this life we have vivid memories we had a batch we all came together in a school we studied together in the 10th we all got segregated all went in different colleges then in the engineering college or our graduation we all came together we had a batch of students together studying and then after graduation again we got segregated that's how we have reunions people enjoy that people somebody is in singapore somebody is in america somebody is some place they all come together and enjoy and remember those you know memories old memories how we studied how we stayed how we used to eat recently we had a 25 year reunion and people were giving all vivid details about the way we used to study the way we used to attend the classes we used to bunk the classes so so this life is like a drama this body is not our eternal body we are not eternally a man not eternally a how with how much of you know gusto with so much of emotions we we invest thinking that i am an indian yes indian this life i have got a body of a in india but atma is not indian atma is not man this is the meaning of self realization where person understands who he truly is if we have mistaken identity then we have a wrong purpose we have wrong desires and resultant wrong actions so that's the first application second thing is just like i shared 
the example of the train journey this life is also a journey we started this journey and we will end this journey we'll have to deboard and we'll have to continue on just like in a journey when you're traveling in a train you don't make over endeavor you don't over endeavor to decorate the train bogey and to make the whole thing very comfortable even if there is some inconvenience you take it in stride knowing that the journey is going to end i have to deboard suppose the seat is not this thing you make whatever is required for that duration and then you know you know that we'll have to get down and move on so likewise we don't overly get attached to make this body comfortable our life comfortable we get focused on the main thing is to keep the main thing the main thing we are completely focused on the main thing we don't get defocused that's a second learning we don't get so defocused that we we start decorating the bogey start making this bogey comfortable this journey comfortable forgetting why we are traveling what is the purpose of that travel where we have to get down so this two applications if we have that i am a spirit soul this body is like a journey and while i am traveling i am playing different roles just like in a drama i am playing different roles these are not my real identity my real identity is i am amsha of the lord i am servant of the lord that's my true identity jivera swarupa hoy nitya krishna das if we remember that identity then we can go about leading a meaningful life so we'll take up some questions <clears throat> we've got many questions today this question is from sai kumar how to control the mind while chanting it's a very big subject i would strongly recommend all the devotees to go through a video series which is there on the youtube called the soulful japa you will get many many wonderful insights how to go about improving your japa we were not to remember our previous life how do we ensure guaranteed human birth in next life this question is from anil bhargava guaranteed way swalpam api asya dharmasya trayate mahato bhayat even if small amount of devotional service we do then it can save us from greatest danger the greatest danger is that we can glide back to animal species and lose this opportunity of getting a human birth so if we have rendered devotional service even if we have not completed we get again an opportunity to be born as a human being and continue from where we have left in this life this question is from devansh more is astrology in any way related to our past life if yes it is related to how many previous lives frankly speaking yes astrology it's a vedic science it has to do with our the previous life it can a good astrologer can do all those calculations and give us good understanding of uh, past and future but unfortunately not many qualified astrologers are there in present times prabhupad also says yes astrologer can talk about our previous life or past life can do all those calculations but cannot change we can easily change our future our destiny by surrendering to the lord 
by serving the Lord, by chanting the holy names of the Lord. So when we get into some problems, rather than finding out and consulting an astrologer, best would be how can I surrender to the Lord more and more. Makchitta sarva durgani mat prasada tarishasi. Krishna says, if you become conscious of me, by my grace, you will cross over all obstacles of conditional life. So rather than finding solace, going to an astrologer, we can, better would be to surrender to the Lord more and more and depend on him to cross all obstacles of conditional life. This question is from Lahari. Prabhuji, if a person is spiritually inclined from his childhood, does it mean that he was a devotee in his previous life? Yes, it's a very good indication that he was a devotee in his previous life and is continuing from where he left in his previous life. This question, in fact, it's there in the Bhagavad Gita itself. Arjuna asks, what happens to a person who has not completed this path? So Krishna says that he will be taking birth in aristocratic family or the family of pious brahmanas, he'll automatically get attracted to religious principles and will continue from where he has left in the previous life. This question is from Yash Gangani. As you said in past, Varna was followed strictly, Varnashrama. So how nowadays we can follow it strictly? May one follow a Shudra Varna job in a company, but how to follow Brahmachari or Grahastha Ashrama? In today's world, as we rightly said, it's Kali Yuga and things are quite topsy-turvy. Even strictly following Varnashrama is very difficult. We don't have the understanding of Brahmacharya training, then Grahastha Ashrama, then Vanaprastha Ashrama and all that. In fact, it is predicted that as time progresses, Kali Yuga, more and more things will get degraded. That's why it is said, Kaler Doshanidhe Rajan. It's an ocean of faults. But Asti Eko Mahadguna, this is, this is being spoken to Shukadev Goswami is speaking to Parikshit Maharaj when he is describing what's going to happen in Kali Yuga. Kaler Doshanidhe Rajan, O Rajan, O King, it's an ocean of faults, but there is one good quality. What is that? Kirtana Deva Krishnasya Mukta Sangha Paramrajet. That's why it is said, Harer Nama, Harer Nama, Harer Nama, Evahi Kevalam. In this age specifically, when we chant the names of the Lord, the Lord who has descended in the form of his name, he will guide us. He will take us to the right devotee. He will take us to the right spiritual master. He will Chaitya Guru. He is Guru in our heart as Paramatma and he will guide us to an external Guru and will lead our way. All we have to do is sincerely chant the names of the Lord. Associate with the Lord who has descended in the form of his name. And automatically all auspiciousness, all good fortune will begin. This question is from Archie. At the time of death, if one remembers Krishna or take his name, does he attains Lord abode? Speaking of Gandhiji, did uttering Hey Ram take him to the abode of Lord Rama and seize Samsara? First, there are two questions. First, if one remembers Krishna or takes his name, does he attain Lord's abode? Yes. 
यम यम वापी स्मरण भावम त्यजती अंते कलेवरम वट एवर द स्टेट ऑफ माइंड वट एवर अ पर्सन थिंग्स एट द पॉइंट ऑफ डेथ दैट दिस इज फर्स्ट प्रिंसिपल विच कृष्णा टॉक्स अबाउट एंड द सेकेंड प्रिंसिपल इज कर्मणा दैव नेत्रेना जंतुर्देहा उत्पत्यते कर्मणा दैव नेत्रेना श्री प्रभुपाद वॉज वंस आस्ट Prabhupada, what if a devotee has tried to remember you throughout a life, but somehow at the point of death he does not remember, he forgets to remember? Who knows? A devotee is in extreme pain, agony because of some bodily disease, or who knows? A trade, a devotee dies in a plane crash or an accident. Suddenly the whole body is smashed, crushed. How does a person remember? so it's not a gamble even an exam in one sense it's a gamble you may not study throughout the year but somehow you can do well in exam there are people who do that they can figure out how, what kind of questions will be set and what kind of question from which chapter will come they do only those chapters and somehow clear the exams but here it's not a gamble the lord is witness to all our activities so prabhupad says even if we don't remember the lord if we have cultivated remembrance of the lord if we have engaged in activities trying to cultivate our remembrance the lord gives us the credit even if we do not remember the lord the lord will remember such a devotee karmana daivanetrena the, the lord sees he is witness to all our activities whether gandhi uttered where did he go the lord knows daivanetrena what kind of activities he indulged in what was his consciousness what was his attachment whom was he attached to what of how much purification of his desire has happened yes we can apply those principles but finally who knows the lord knows karmana daivanetrena jantur deha utpatyate a person will get the next body if a person utters this holy name of the lord remembers the lord yes there's a good possibility he will enter the abode of the lord but finally who knows whether he'll enter or not for sure the lord knows because he just knows everything about the devotee he is antaryami he is the witness he is, knows what kind of activities he has involved himself in throughout his life and based on that he will give the result this question is from pranjal jain so how to live the life live the life in consciousness of the lord developing right kind of attachment right now we are attached to so many things so many people so many situations so many circumstances we should desire that our attachment should be reposed on the lord we get attached to the lord we develop our loving propensity is invested on the lord this question is from shrabani mukherji when a son behaves badly with his parents he is accumulating bad karma this much i understand but why the parents are getting this when they have done everything for their children please explain although it may look little harsh yes parents invest lot of emotions lot of feelings to raise their children and yes it may be sometimes very uh, love in the sense unconditional love with the parent shower but in spite of that sometimes children don't reciprocate so <clears throat> everyone 
as you sow so shall you reap every one of us is getting what is due to us if we are being treated badly may, maybe in this life we don't remember that we have done some mistake but in some life we have done something basis which we are getting what is due to us that's why bhagavatam we talked about in the last why this is happening to me the last session if someone of us have were not there you can probably see that session that video why this is happening to me everyone is getting what is due to us so that's why bhagavatam says a devotee does not complain tatya anukampam susmikshamano bhunjana evatma kritam vipakam it's my doing i take the responsibility as a matter of duty i will do what is to be done i have to speak to the son i have to tell him this is not fair but in spite of doing all that finally everything is not in my control and what does the devotee think it's my doing and while he thinks like that what does he engage himself does he just reconcile to his fate gets dep depressed demoralized no he knows it's my doing my past karmic reactions are unfolding in this way and he does proactively those things which will burn to ashes those reactions and hidvag vapubhir vidadan namaste jiveta yo mukti pade sadhayaba he engages in the service of the lord by what hit by his heart with his mind with his words with his actions and such a person is rightful here to liberation this question is from aryan jain it is said that one who are great devotees of the lord get to take birth during this lifetime or to interact with him then why duryodhan like people too got to see krishna and talk to him it's a good question duryodhan got an opportunity to see krishna and talk to him unfortunately he could not recognize and realize that krishna is the supreme lord that's why seeing the lord is not as important as having the right understanding of the lord lot of people in the battle of kurukshetra saw the lord but not many could fathom or understand that he is the supreme personality of godhead that's why if we have to understand god more than seeing we have to use our sense of hearing shravanam hear about the lord understand about the lord satsanga associate with great devotees many people saw the lord but they could not realize they could not understand that he is the supreme personality of godhead so more than seeing it is hearing which we have to focus on and that is what bhagavad gita and bhagavatam is all about to give us the right understanding of the lord prabhupada also says do not try to see god but act in a way that lord sees you this last question from devansh more how difficult is anta narayana smriti because when a soul departs the pain is equivalent to 42000 scorpion bites then how to ensure that we think of lord krishna while departing and go to goloka so prabhupad gives an example of cat carrying a kitten and cat carrying a mouse in the mouth in the same mouse in the same mouth is experiencing death and the kitten is experiencing the love of mother's affection so when a devotee is at the point of death because of his attachment to the lord because of his love for the lord because of his dependence on the lord 
which was exemplified by Shla Prabhupada, practically demonstrated he is externally it may appear the body just like the ocean externally a lot of turbulence but deep within the ocean is silent so bodily yes soul is different from the body bodily maybe there will be a lot of turbulence a lot of pain but the soul who has developed attachment and love for the lord that soul will experience deep peace from within because of his dependence on the Lord. It's exactly like the kitten experiencing mother's love in the same mouth. From a distance you see it's the same predicament. Both are in the same mouth. Next moment the mouse can be crushed to death. But the kitten in the same mouth is experiencing love of mother. Likewise a devotee also at the point of death experiences the Lord's love. Reciprocation which was demonstrated by Śrīla Prabhupāda, right in the last moment, he was completely in Krishna consciousness, although physically there was a lot of pain in the body. His statement was, everything is happening as per the wish of the Lord. He is dictating Bhakti Vedanta purpose till the last moment. So, which shows that it is possible to be completely at peace, even though physically we are going through a lot of pain.